This is The Playbook. This next generation of um, Gen Z uh, individuals that I think, you know, come from trauma backgrounds or depression and anxiety, um, do you have any, how do you kind of talk to them about motivating and inspiring when sometimes the hardest part for them is to get out of bed in the day, you know? Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you say that because a lot of people make a mistake of not meeting people where they're at. So they'll take a generalization of a certain generation or a generalization of a certain socioeconomic background, a certain race, color, size, species, and uh, they go ahead and they use the same, look at the glass half full or whatever, you know, generic type of solution. I think the first step is to understand where people are at. And so I actually utilize this as a business tool uh, to understand what people do today. What are you thinking today? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And I think we don't spend a time meeting, spend enough time meeting people where they're at. And so I think it's especially important with the newer generation, uh, as I'm a parent of four, 23, 21, and 18 year old daughter as a 12 year old son, that I do a much better job today meeting people where they're at. See, if I can meet you where you're at, I can understand your skills, your knowledge, and your desire. Your skills and knowledge determine your basement. And I can align what's doing well today, what's stable today, or what you think is going to do well with your basement, with your skills and knowledge to give you a greater potential. And then utilizing that in order to inspire you with the mindset, the heart set, and the handset to effectuate uh, the aggregation that you talked about, the compounding effect of energy and the acceleration that allow people to determine one thing, progress. You see what happens is when people uh, are focused in on, there's only two, by the way, fears in the world. And they come in many different forms and many different subcategories. But here's the two basic fears of the world. Fear of the past and fear of the future. Fear of the past results in regret and guilt. And then fear of the future, usually anxiety. And so if I can meet you where you're at in your present, then I can help you give a different meaning to your past, one in which is aligned with the trajectory of what you think you want in the future, but also determine the limitations that you're giving yourself with the fear of the future, the unknown, the uncertain. And so for me, when I'm talking to anyone, let alone Gen Z, I wanna know where you're at today. I wanna know the subcategories of the manifestation of your fears of guilt and regret of the past. Tell me what meaning you're giving the setbacks, failures, mistakes of your past. And I want to realign or re-engineer the meaning of your past to a trajectory of what you think you want. See today, so many people give a meaning of the past and it stagnates them. It stifles them. It limits them. And so what I try to do is re-engineer that meaning of the past and then the future gets easier. Once I understand the meaning of your past and the trajectory where you think you want to be, we can lay out what you want today, who you can help, who can help you, how to best get that done and reprioritize your day. You see, prioritization is the antidote to depression. See, if you know what's important to you, you know what to do now. Even more importantly, you know what to do next, regardless of whether it's planned or unplanned. And so if I can get people to understand by giving meaning lessons to their past, 
and allowing them to prioritize according to what's important to them, not what's important to other people, not what's missing, what they don't have, everything that social media helps to aggregate, compound, and accelerate, but instead allow people to start having a proper mindset, heart set, and hand set to produce a potential of their future. Now it gets easier to reduce, dissipate, and dissolve the limitation of your future, which that anxiety is you. And it all stems from people are trying to look forward and it creates more resistance, void shortages and obstacles until we take care of the meaning of the past by looking for the light, the love and the lessons. See, what are the other subtleties that most people don't understand in finding the meaning of your past is that if you can find the light, the love and the lessons in your past, it will tell you all the secrets. Mm -hmm. See, my life's so simple because every day I'm learning more and more secrets that make my life simple. The subtleties of success exist in those secrets and you can't find the secrets unless you learn the lessons and give the meaning to the past. That's what unravels. That's why some people you're like, how the heck did they know that? How, why is it so simple for him? Why, how can they do and be so productive, accessible and gracious with their life when I'm struggling just to get out of bed? Because the secrets lie in the lessons. And when you find the light, the love and the lessons, the secrets will be told to you. based on how you, you know, portrayed your life before and, and currently presently, um, how did you go about, and I know meditation is a big part of your life now, uh, but how did you go about forming these positive reinforcing habits that obviously I think lends to a lot of the underlying philosophies that you have today? Well, first I prioritized time and I started to study time. I believe time is a dependent variable of all matter. A subjective and objective matter and so instead of trying to develop habits what I started to do was to figure out what creates the habit machine see if I could grow my habit machine if I could strengthen my habit machine then whatever habit I wanted I could just put into the machine and then the machine would take care of itself and so I formulated three different gears or components of my habit machine and the first component are values I saw that if I had very strong values about who I was, that I would have the first component or mechanism or gear of a habit machine because I would then be able to determine and prioritize different habits to put into the machine and make sure that they were aligned with me. So that was gratitude, forgiveness, accountability, which ended up with three different stages. Accountability is not just responsibility, not just attraction. What did I do to attract this to myself? What am I supposed to learn from it? But also my participation in a perception. Uh, and so these three stages of accountability and then finally effective communication, which led not only to my ability to connect to other people on all five levels of intention, but my ability to connect to something bigger than me, the omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves me more than my mom. So values was the first gear of the habit machine. The second was my daily practices. See, if I could have daily practices aligned with the trajectory, with the meaning of the past, and the trajectory of what I think I want, I then could make sure that whether it was nutrition, working out, meditation, financial habits, whatever they were, then I could determine what I want today 
in the trajectory of what I think I want? Who can I help and who can help me in the trajectory of what I think I want? How best to get it done utilizing the lenses of my habit machine of productivity, being of value, accessibility, being accessible to others and accessing what I want and gratitude, finding the light, the love and the lessons in all activities, planned, unplanned, sleep, paid for, unpaid for. And then that fourth component of the habit machine was the re-engineering of priorities, the antidote to anxiety, the antidote to feeling overwhelmed, the antidote to procrastination, all subcategories of anxiety itself of the past and the future. But if I could prioritize what to do now and what to do next, no matter whether it's planned or unplanned, I could be more productive, accessible, and gracious. I could be more efficient, effective, and statistically successful. I could aggregate and compound and accelerate the habits that are in the trajectory of where I think I want to be, which would allow me to make one paradigm shift in the habit machine from in search of more, more health, more wealth, more worthiness, more happiness to the Moses code. I am. I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. And my paradigm shift or perspective shift was, what am I doing to interfere with it? See, I live in abundance. I live in a world of more than enough, led by an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves me more than my mom. Therefore, if I focus in on not what I think I want that's missing, but instead, what am I doing to interfere with what I've already have? being part of everything, an infinite unified system of thought that provides everything, possibility of what, probability of who, perspective of how, reality of now, given the fact that instead of I'm searching for why, applying my why, implying my intellect, my intuition, and my inspiration. My three components of why. Intellect, intuition, and inspiration allowing me to pursue my potential consistently, persistently, taking advantage of the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious realm in which I live. That was the second gear. The habit machine is the definition of my daily practices, which then le led to the third component, which is just executing. And executing to me today is repositing, right? Depositing all the information and then distributing it, sharing it, and then prioritizing it and then executing or redistributing it to people that are better suited uh, with the skills, knowledge, and desire that they have to execute on it. So those were the three components. Really encourage people. I've been doing this for 17 years, so you're not gonna get this overnight. I'm still practicing. And I still get kicked in the face every day. I'm still afraid of my past. I'm still afraid of my future. The only difference is from studying time and utilizing my values, the daily practices in my execution model, I only spend minutes and moments in fear. Everyone else spends, like I did, days, weeks, months, and years. I just spend minutes and moments with the need to be offended or right or angry or upset. If somebody cuts me off, yes, I say the F word. But instead of being aggravated and speeding up and cutting someone else off and hit, you know, screaming at the person that calls me next on the phone, just I spend moments and I say, stop. What do you want? Who can you help? How can we get there together? Reprioritize, not about the guy who just cut me out on accident. Something I've done before on accident as well that has ruined my days, weeks, months, and years. So spend minutes and moments, utilize time as a dependent variable, have a habit machine, and more than happy to send this stuff to people for free, right? My mission is to empower them.